Owen Power for the Calder. I'll make the case coming up on the Locked On Sabres podcast. You're Locked On Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Sabres your first listen every day here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jody Biasi here on the show at Sneaky Joe Sports on Twitter at Locked On Sabres for the podcast account where you can get great stats like the one that the our Twitter account posted today uh, that Ilya Labushkin has more points than Jack Eichel in the month of January. Low blow, doesn't matter. We'll, we'll take it. It's fun uh, while Eichel continues to struggle in Vegas. But anyways, no Eichel talk today here on the show. A lot of stuff to get to. By the way, our YouTube channel, you can watch the show there. Uh, if you're listening to the show and you want a video component, that's available to you. Go to YouTube, search Lockdown Sabres, and it is right there for you. So, a couple of things to get to on today's show. Owen Power for the Calder Trophy. I'm going to make the case for Power to win Rookie of the Year and... We have some news on the likelihood of power winning the Calder. There has been a survey done with NHL awards voters, and they voted for the finalists for each award at the midpoint of the season, where it's not really midpoint, it's the all-star break. And power did pretty well. I'll let you know how. And also, we have news on that survey uh, on how Rasmus Dahlin did for the Norris Trophy. So some updates on the NHL awards coming your way in just a little bit. But before we get to that, and before I make my case for Owen Powers, the Rookie of the Year, we've got some score updates to get to, and that's coming up in just a second. But our uh, fan interaction of the show today is going to come courtesy of our YouTube channel and Kazer 85 who is referring to yesterday's episode. Uh, Tuesday's episode about uh, signing Rasmus Dahlin and Owen Power in the offseason. I mentioned I think Dahlin's going to get $11.5 million at least as the highest paid defenseman in hockey. And I think Owen Power, a good idea for the Sabres would be offer him the long-term deal this offseason, get him under contract for $9 million a year. I think that's about what it would take to get him signed this quickly. Jake Kayser 85 writes, I would not offer Darlene 11 million and power eight to 9 million. Of course they will be worth that kind of money, but if they want to be a strong playoff caliber team in the future and keep these good players around, then they will have to take less personally hoping for Darlene around 9 million and power around 7 million. We will see what happens. My response to that is I think they are already worth that much today. You can make a serious argument Rasmus Dahlin is the best defenseman in hockey. And right now, the highest paid defenseman in hockey is Eric Carlson at $11.5 million a year. So I think he's already worth that. And Power, I'll get to my explanation for why I think he is the best option for the Calder today. Um, I think he's a $9 million hockey player already. I don't think that's crazy. To me, if you're thinking get these guys on a lower number, that's why you do this now. I'm thinking get them at 11 and a half and $9 million because if I'm the Sabres, I'm trying to get them on a lower number. Those are the lower numbers. And instead, 
if you don't get them signed right this offseason and you say, okay, we'll offer you seven, well, the, the uh, Jay Kayser's idea, we'll offer Darlene nine, we'll offer power seven. Yeah, that might be market value for them right now, a little bit below. What are they going to say to that? I'll wait a year. Power's got one more year left in his deal before he's an RFA, and Darlene's got it one more year before he's an RFA. We'll wait a year. Darlene will put up another Norris caliber season, and Power will take a giant step forward because he's a first overall pick and he already is an elite contributor. And suddenly, eleven and a half and nine million dollars per year just became twelve and a half million dollars, thirteen million dollars a year for Darlene, and ten million dollars a year for Owen Power. You'd be saving money. That's why, to me, you do it this offseason. You would be saving that money on Darlene and Power. And you are I would be stunned if you got either one of those players on long-term deals for seven and nine million dollars. They're already better than that. Um, so taking below market value, don't see it. Some score updates uh from Wednesday from Tuesday night. The Sabres did not get a lot of help in the standings. Uh the playoff race, as they have been off, it's starting to look a little worse and worse, but they're going to have games in hand here. Um, the Pittsburgh Penguins. Man, if you watch that game, Penguins and Avalanche, how frustrating. How stupid of a game. Colorado thoroughly controlled and dominated Pittsburgh from beginning to end. They were out shooting the Penguins at one point, 37-17, to 17, before the Penguins turned it on late. And Casey DeSmith kept Pittsburgh in the game, their goaltender, and kept it at one to nothing. And with only a few minutes to go, Evgeny Malkin, after uh, Pavel Frankuz, the Avalanche goaltender, comes out of the net to try to poke check one of the Penguins forwards. Puck goes behind the net, and Evgeny Malkin banks it off his back for one of the dumbest goals you'll ever see to tie the game. And then Chris Letang wins it in overtime. Just a stupid game where the Penguins got got outplayed, but they stuck around. They got a great goaltending performance, and they won the game. So dumb, very frustrating. A better opponent they lose to or they beat. Um, not good in the Sabres department because that could have been a one-point gap between the Sabres and Penguins with the same amount of games played, but instead Pittsburgh is three points up on Buffalo with the same amount of games played. The other team that was in action that matters to Buffalo on Tuesday night, the Islanders, they stay hot. They have now won four games in a row after a very, very tough stretch before that. And the Sabres have four games in hand on the Islanders, but like the Penguins, New York is now three points above the Sabres. So by points percentage, the Sabres are still above the Islanders. And in those four games in hand, of course, they'd have to go two and two to go one point above the Islanders. Very reasonable to do, to accomplish. So not good that the Islanders are on a little bit of a tear here lately, but you've heard me talk about them. I'm not taking the idea of them making the playoffs all that seriously. I don't think that they will uh, outplay the Sabres from beginning to end the rest of the way. And when they've four more games played, their math is working against them. So they beat the Kraken four to nothing. They've won four in a row, but I'm just not anticipating that holding up. Uh, No teams in action on Wednesday night that matter to the Sabres, unless you're still keeping track of the Rangers, which I guess you could do, but the New York's eight points above the Sabres with the same amount of games played. Uh, next in action, Thursday night, the Florida Panthers, who are tied with the Sabres in points and have three more games played, are at the San Jose Sharks, and then the Islanders are hosting the Vancouver Canucks on Thursday night. So that's the hunt 
for you at this moment in time. Sabres back on the ice for practice on Thursday. Kevin Adams will meet with the media following the Dylan Cousins extension. They're back on the ice on Saturday uh, against the Calgary Flames. All right. Time out here. On the other side, the case for power for the Calder. Get to that when we return here on the Lockdown Sabres podcast. And when we do that, we'll look at some of the Calder odds at FanDuel Sportsbook. This year, the only app you need for the Super Bowl is the number one sportsbook in America, FanDuel. We're really excited to tell you about our new sports betting partner for Lockdown because they are the number one sportsbook in America. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. they got so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download FanDuel now so you can bet Super Bowl 57. With a no-sweat first bet, you get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything. The money line, point spreads, passing props, anytime touchdown scores. Uh, tons of fun br- bets for the Super Bowl uh, that don't even have to do with the game itself. Uh, the FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. And best of all, you can get paid your winnings Instantly. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That is FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the National Football League. Sneaky Joe DiBiase back here on the Locked On Sabres podcast. Okay, let's get to some NHL awards talk. There was a survey done. Uh, ESPN.com surveyed all or at least a sizable chunk, but I believe it was all, all of the NHL award getter uh, voters um, at the all-star break. So Hart trophy, Norris trophy, Vesna Calder, all the big ones. And we'll get to the Norris because there's an interesting component of this survey that has to do with Rasmus Dahlin. But I want to start with Owen power. We've not talked as much about power in the Calder as Dahlin and the Norris. And part of that is, from the beginning of the year, I might have said this on a show back in August, I never took seriously the idea that power could win the Calder. And it really doesn't have as much to do with power as it does to do with, um, as it as it does, as I'm stopping myself right now because I, if you're listening to this, and you're listening after the fact, then you might know that nothing has happened or you might know that something has happened. But I just got a text message from just a friend, nobody that's like in the know, that makes me think that the Sabres just did something huge in terms of a trade. So while I'm recording, I'm just going to double check Twitter here, see if anything has happened. And just from a quick look, I don't think that is the case. So apologies to all my listeners who just thought something was about to happen. The show's not live, so you should have known anyway. Okay, anyways, back to power. Owen Power is plus 1,300 to win the Calder Trophy, and I did not think he had much of a chance because I didn't think he would put up the offensive production. Darlene gets the number one power play minutes. Power gets the number two power play in the minutes. That's huge. And Darlene, end of games, all the offensive situations, um, he gets the benefit of a lot of those secondary assists that, that Power doesn't. Plus 1,300. That's behind Maddie Beneers, Mason McTavish, and Logan Thompson. From Beneers from the Kraken, McTavish from the Ducks, and Logan Thompson, the goaltender of the season for the Vegas Golden Knights. Power's not putting up the type of numbers that you would think a Calder winner would get. He's on pace for like 40 points, 35 points. Multiple quotes in this story at ESPN.com about the NHL awards from voters that make it feel like he could actually win it. And he, they are taking the idea seriously. Now, 
Power did not actually get any first place votes in this survey for NHL award voters. But multiple, multiple quotes from voters about Power and his chances. One from a voter. Quote, I think by the time we get closer to the end of the regular season, Owen Power is going to be a big part of this conversation. That's one voter. Here's another voter. One Maddie Beneers voter. Quote, Owen Power may change my mind by season's end. Underrated impact in Buffalo. Uh, another voter. I will, quote, I will keep a look at Owen Power till the end of this year. Power, by the way, so... That right there gives some credence to the idea that we're not making this up out of thin air, that voters are paying attention and they are watching him. And I think they are smart enough to recognize his impact without the goals and assists really coming alongside it. The case for Owen Power to win the Calder. There are a couple of different things to look at. A lot of them are going to be advanced numbers, no doubt. I mean, if you watch every game, if you watch every Sabre game, you can see the impact that he has. You can see how smooth he is with the puck. Uh, You can see how crisp of a passer he is. His vision is off the charts. It is right there next to Darlene for the best on the team. He can take on and feel pressure and not turn the puck over as well as any Sabre defenseman I have ever seen right there with maybe even better than Darlene. If he's got a guy hounding him from behind, he just doesn't panic. He knows I'm big. I'm strong on the puck. You're not going to take it away from me. I'm going to stick my butt out and I'm going to get it up to the guy uh, and I'm taking take my time to understand where they needs to go. Understand spacing as well as anyone on the team. Very good at using his defense partner in his own end. And then, This, to me, is the number one part of his game, his transition game. He is the quarterback out there when he is on the ice. He is the guy that, you know, what kind of quarterback might you ask Owen Power as? Well, Darlene might be your Patrick Mahomes. Darlene is making these incredible passes, these over-the-top passes to Dylan Cousins in overtime, these spinorama moves, uh, deking around three, four guys, and then finding a guy on the other side. He's Mahomes. He's doing incredible special stuff that you wouldn't imagine anybody else would be able to do. Owen Power, if 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 Rasmus Darlene is, is Patrick Mahomes, Owen Power is Peyton Manning. Owen Power is, he's the sheriff out there, right? He understands where to go with the puck. He is outthinking the opponent. He is smarter. He is quicker to know where the puck should go than the opponent. And he is able to distribute to his teammates like an elite quarterback distributes to his playmakers, to his wide receivers and his tight ends and his running backs. That, to make a a, a cross-sport comparison, that's how I feel Owen Power's game uh, is different from Darlene's, but while, you know, doing having a similar impact. Um, some numbers on Power. 23 minutes and 25 seconds a game. That is the most by a rookie in the National Hockey League since 2010, Tyler Myers. The last time a, a rookie averaged this amount of ice time, it was Tyler Myers who averaged more than that 23-44 in the Calder Trophy season he had for the Sabres uh, over a decade ago. In fact, since the NHL began tracking ice time in 1996, Power is averaging the sixth most ice time by a, a rookie ever. It's not just him being on the ice. He is driving play in an elite level. Dmitry Filipovic from the PDO cast uh, and the and, uh, 
the sports net as well. He had a very, the way he always puts it with power is I think the right way to put it. He knows how to break pressure against elite defensive teams. He sees a lot of tough matchups and he is able to withstand that four check. Um, and even against the elite defensive teams, he's able to do that. Some advanced numbers, expected goals for Owen Power, 51.8%, one of the best marks on the Sabres. Better than Matty Beneers. Matty Beneers is at a 50.3% for expected goals for. Uh, Corsi 4 percentage, so essentially the shot share. Owen Power, when he is on the ice at 5-on-5, five five, the Sabres have 54.1% of the shot attempts. For comparison, Matty Beneers is at 49.2%. Next level stat, which is the advanced stat account on Twitter. There impact score just their general take everything into account their overall impact score has power at 95% that is 17th amongst all defensemen in the National Hockey League which by that score would say he's a number 1 defenseman in the NHL already and a good one in that right like a middle uh one like a a middle of the road number 1 defenseman so if he's your number 1 defenseman you're fine you're good if he's your number two defenseman, holy crap. And that's what he is on the Sabres. So 95% impact score at next level stat. Uh, other numbers on Owen Power. The Sabres average 3.53 goals per 60 minutes at five on five with Power on the ice. So for every 60 minutes that Owen Power is on the ice at five on five, the Sabres score 3.35 goals. That is seventh in the NHL among all defensemen. Seventh in the NHL. The Athletic has a bunch of advanced numbers as well. The Athletic's offensive plus minus score. So taking an, for account all the offensive uh, numbers. Nothing defensive, just offensive. Power is in the 99th percentile. The 99th percentile. If anyone is digging into the film or digging into the numbers and they're watching this guy closely enough or they are charting his numbers closely enough, everyone is coming to the same conclusion. He is already an elite defenseman right now. Numbers be damned. The, the, the goals and assist numbers be damned. He is an elite defenseman today at age 20. You're not projecting out with that contract comment we had earlier about power being a $7 million defenseman. No, I think I believe it when I, I stay firm on my comment from earlier that I believe Owen power already is a $9 million defenseman. And I think within a few years, as he develops a shot and he gets bigger, if that's possible, I know he's already a, a big defenseman at 6'5", whatever weight he lists at. As he matures even more and he understands the game better, he gets more accustomed to the speed and he develops a shot, this guy's going to be on Darlene's level. Norris caliber defenseman. I don't know what that looks like, by the way. Has a, has a team ever had two Norris-caliber defensemen at the same time? But that's where power is headed. In fact, think about this. Darlene is 22 years old, and he's in the Norris running, right? I, I think Sabre fans would have signed up for that. Within four years, he's on the Norris level. You know, you might have wanted a little bit quicker for how generational uh, his hype was. But four years in, fine Oh, that he's a, a Norris-caliber def uh, defenseman. At 22, power is ahead of where Darlene was in his rookie year. Isn't that, that's a scary thought. Darlene has reached Norris caliber defenseman at 22. Power at 20 in his first season in the NHL is 
ahead, far ahead of where Darlene was. Far ahead. And it's scary to think about what these two can do on this team. So that, to me, is the case for Owen Power. Yeah, it's a lot of advanced numbers, uh, and it's a lot of film study, you know, for these voters especially. Right, Sabre fans, it's not, because you're watching these games every night. But that's why I still have some doubt that NHL award voters are going to put him at number one above Maddie Beneers and Logan Thompson. Because to put Owen Power at number one, these voters are going to have to do one of two things. They're going to have to watch the Sabres enough night to night to see the impact for themselves. Or two, they're going to have to really dig into the advanced numbers. I just don't have a lot of confidence that a lot of voters do either one. Maybe that's a cynical way for me to view it, but I don't have a lot of confidence in NHL award voters that they're doing either one of those two things. So we'll see. I would not bet on power to win the Calder, but at the same time, I would tell you, I think if I had a vote, he'd be my vote. Guy from Buffalo saying that, probably a little bias. Uh, I'm not watching Beneers and McTavish and Thompson as much as I'm watching power, but my vote would be for uh, for Owen Power. And I think enough people now nationally are saying it. Elliot Friedman on 32 Thoughts today said, quote, Power needs more buzz for the Calder. Long term, he'll be the number one player from this rookie class. Okay, some... If more more people talk about it nationally, like it's happening, Wyshynski talked about it, Friedman talked about it, Dmitry Filipovic is talking about it. Uh, I guess more and more people talk about power for the call. There maybe some voters will do some more digging, uh, but we'll see. All right, when we come back, one more thing to get to uh, before we run out of here, and that is the Norris. This survey that NHL award voters did, what did they have on Darlene? Where did they have him? How many first place votes? Did Darlene get compared to Eric Carlson, Adam Fox, Kel McCarr in this four-horse race? That's ahead here on the Lockdown Sabres podcast. We are brought to you by Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and the calories, then you got to try Built Bar. We just got through the holidays, and I know my goal is to eat a little healthier this year. If you're like me, where you want to eat, when you want to eat healthy and where you want to eat healthy – you don't want to compromise the taste, then man, I got the thing for you. You got to try Built. And with Built, healthy is actually tasty. They're so delicious, you won't even think they're good for you. What makes Built Bars so good? I mean, it's pretty easy to find out once you have them. Oh, they're 100% covered in real chocolate. Take a bite. Oh, there's real cookie dough pieces in here. Or, oh, there's real peanut butter brownie pieces in here. Great flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond. I hate coconut, and I love the coconut flavored bars. Don't know how they do it. Uh, but Built Bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And that what's even better is that they are healthy. Only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait around to get a box. For years, I've been telling you about ordering Built Bars at Built.com. But now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Just head in to your nearest Walmart today. Walk into the pharmacy section, grab yourself a four-bar box of Built Bars. And if you're close to a Sam's Club, run and grab a 13-bar box with hit flavors like brownie batter, churro, cookies and cream, coconut puff, double chocolate, and many more. So again, head to Built.com or head over to Walmart or to Sam's Club to grab your Built Bars today. Welcome back to the Locked On Sabres podcast with Joe DiBiase. Okay, more on this survey, this uh, NHL awards survey that ESPN.com did. Um, 
Now to Rasmus Dahlin and the Norris Trophy. So Dahlin is still third in the odds uh, to win this award. He is right there, though, with Adam Fox and Kel McCarr. All three are just below uh, Eric Carlson. And what I told you on one of our last shows, if this was either yesterday or the day before, I think there's two paths for Dahlin. I think the Sabres either have to make the playoffs or he has to lead all defensemen in scoring. And now he's 14 points behind Eric Carlson because Carlson had a three-point night against the Tampa Bay Lightning on Tuesday. So he's either going to lead defenseman scoring or he's going to make the playoffs. How far behind is he coming? And also, he shouldn't be third in the odds because now we've got the real voters telling you that Dahlin, to them, is second in the pecking order. Eric Carlson got the most first-place votes with 53% of the votes. Second was Rasmus Dahlin. Dahlin received 22% of the votes, almost like an election. Right now, we've got Eric Carlson polling at 53%. Dahlin is polling at 22%. What he might need to do is pull away from Makar and Fox and grab Makar and Fox votes. And then suddenly, we're talking about maybe something close to 50-50. So, got to do some uh, campaigning, Rasmus, around the uh, around the NHL. But again, if the Sabres continue to thrive in the standings or he continues to put up points, that will happen naturally. Uh, so actually, here's a couple of quotes. Actually, one quote. I mentioned the, the playoffs or the, the point-leading uh, theory. One Eric Carlson voter told ESPN, quote, if Buffalo makes the playoffs, my pick will change. There you go. That It's from the horse's mouth right there. That that voter, that's only one, but that voter is telling you if the Sabres make the playoffs, they are voting for Rasmus Dahlin. Right there, right in front of you. Um, so we'll see what happens. Again, Carlson, three points that kind of extends his lead in the scoring race. McCarr um, and Fox are incredible defensemen. It's not going to be easy to pull away from them. It is a four-horse race. Josh Morrissey not really getting a lot of buzz for it. Uh, in fact, actually, Fox in this, I was reading this now, Fox was actually far below. He was fourth, but he was significantly below Makar and Dalene. So maybe it's more of a three-horse race uh, than a four-horse race. Um, other quotes here from... In his fifth NHL season, the 2018 first overall pick has emerged as a star, said one voter. Uh, rightfully or wrongfully, a few voters mentioned that their support for Dalene in the Norris race is tied to the Sabres' chances of getting into a wild card. So there wasn't just that one guy. Moshinsky's writing that a few voters have mentioned uh, that his his... Uh, candidacy is tied to the Sabres' success. Um, anything else here on Dahlin? That offense is the best defense. Argument has been a uh, pivotal part. Um, Norris wins, and it's a valid one here. Connor, Norris conversation. That's where the attention turns to players like Dahlin and Makar. Oh, that's a criticism of, um, of Eric Carlson. Uh, Dahlin's breakout season for the Sabres has been a joy to behold. Unlike Carlson, he sees regular time in the penalty kill. There you go. I mean, Dahlin's two-way game as a defenseman I've always defended Carlson as a two-way defenseman, um, but Dahlin is a better player in his own end, uh, for sure. So despite the fact I think Carlson is always underrated in that regard, Dahlin's elite at it. So, all right, so some news there on Rasmus Dahlin, but, man, wouldn't it be crazy if, if, if the Sabres make the playoffs and not one, but two Sabre defensemen win NHL awards? I could you imagine Dahlin winning the Norris and Power winning the Calder in the same season? It would be, I mean two of the greatest defensemen seasons by defensemen in Sabre history. What's kind of amazing is this entire existence of this franchise, they've never had a superstar defenseman. 
Housley, Phil Housley would be at, right? He put up the crazy points. But this is the first time the Sabres have ever had a defenseman in the argument for the best defenseman in the world. And they might have two guys in that conversation. It's incredible. And it's why if they go from playoff contender to Stanley Cup contender, I think Darlene and Power are going to be the reason why. All right. Still trying to nail down a prospect's guess. Uh, things fell through. Timing didn't work out with Corey Pronman from The Athletic. Uh, so I'm working on a prospect guess. I do promise we're going to talk some prospects uh, this week for sure. Uh, I reached out to Curtis from Charging Buffalo, so we'll see if we can get him on. But I want to know more about Rochester. I want to know more what's going on with Isaac Rosine and uh, Yuri Kulik as well, uh, as well as what some of the guys are doing down in juniors, like Matthew Savoy and others. So promise we will talk prospects. That will be our next show for sure. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Thanks everybody for listening. Again, check us out on social media. I'm at Sneaky Joe Sports at Locked on Sabres for the podcast account. Search us on YouTube. You can comment there. You can drop a question in there or you can do it on uh, Twitter as well. Thanks everybody for listening to Locked on Sabres and we will talk to you tomorrow here on the Locked on Sabres podcast.